So what we watch anime. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 354 for June 12th, 2022. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. I'm here. And he's crackling now. And we are also joined. <laughs> we are also joined by Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. It's the Reaton Podcast Show. That's me. And you, of course, have your host, me. I I I know how to words. Uh, I'm your host Nathan Reitenspruth. Do you though? <laughs> no, not really. And uh, my, I have a I have a question. Where can we find you guys? Uh, you could find all of us at aroa.website. And one of those links that I want to bring your attention to is Clinton Score Classics: A Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. You can get it wherever podcasts are found. And I would just be pleased as punched if you checked it out. And how far how far is that podcast along? We are almost done with book five. Like we're, we're you know, we're at the, 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 whatever the word is, the end post. Like and, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel for the end of book five. And uh, then we got one more after that. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say there's, there's only six, six books. Correct. Okay. And, and it's only getting better and better. Good. And you, of course, have me, Nathan Rince Bruth. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Reeton. So, you know, I, I post these YouTube or these on YouTube. Uh, every week so you can listen to my podcast there youtube.com forward slash reaton entertainment you can also go to at reaton on twitter follow me there and the one that i i am at mo most of the time is twitch so monday through friday 6 p.m pacific time to 9 p.m pacific time i'm on twitch uh and you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash reaton so yeah follow me there uh what games have you played this week connor i did I mean, I mean, we did kind of skip Aroa. Uh, well, no, well, I think he, oh. he chooses randomly every week. I, I guess, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, not not about the games you played, about like where we could find you. Oh no, it's, no, no. it's Aroa no. website. It, it is oh, your website, but like, yeah, he yeah. already said it. Give That's a brother why a chance like... to plug himself. Uh, <laughs> I also thought he was plug fixing me his anytime, mic. baby. Ooh. I always thought I also thought Aroa was fixing his mic. So the only way I can fix it is just restart my computer. But oh. it, it doesn't sound like it's doing it anymore. You know, they came out with fine. a new Focusrite, like, audio thingy. Would that yeah, does it have VST support built in? Oh, it doesn't? Okay. Well, well, does it? I don't know. I have no idea. Because I've never seen anything else that has that. And unless it can do that and or give me eight different virtual audio devices, I what don't is, care. What is VST? VST is an audio plugin. It's what I use for noise canceling, and I can also do other wacky effects that I won't do right now. Um, Thank you. But I could, and then you'd, you. you'd get mad at me. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Connor about what games Video he's game. played, and then I'll look that fo new focus right thing up for you. So, and I'll Connor, talk start talking. Nice and slow to give Aroa time to fix his problems. No, I haven't actually no, gotten a chance I'm to play that. He's not like, redoing his computer. I know. 
I know. I haven't actually had a chance to play that many video games. I've gotten in a whole one round of Space Station 13, in which I managed to defeat a terrorist using a toilet plunger. A toilet so plunger? It, yes, they, they had a phaser, and I had uh, rubber gloves, which doesn't make you like totally immune to electricity, but it, it insulates you a little bit. Yeah. And I had a plunger on my head, which, you know, it, it, it makes a great hat, but it also makes a great weapon in a pinch. So that that was fun. I, I thought that was at least worth mentioning. Okay. It's a fun game. You can get away with silly stuff. Cool. And and I'm also playing uh, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. And the 3DS is still a great system. I cannot get over how good the system still looks. The, the 3D effect, especially on the newer version of the system, like the the one that's got the other, the the second D-pad kind of, like the, the nubbin. Yeah. So good. Can't get over it. I am sequence breaking the game uh, just because I've never done it like this way before. So uh, I just just became adult Link. And instead of doing the forest temple, I did the fire temple, which is fun. And that, that's all I've had time to play. I haven't had a lot of time to play video games. I've done a bunch of painting this week. Did you see what I was posting? Yes, I did. Yeah, you're, I've got like you're... 25 models done this week. It's that very high number for me. Wait, when are you going to start uh, selling that? When people say they'll buy it, just uh, post it on Etsy. Think think you can get buy away my with shit, please. People well, sell I, copyrighted shit on Etsy all the time. All the time, yeah. I I I purchased what I'm pretty sure is like someone else's 3D file because have 3D printer will sell. Absolutely. Well, well, my thing is, you have a lot of stuff you've bought as well that you have painted, and can't you? I I'm not sure how it works with with Warhammer and how they've changed a lot of stuff. But if you take that model and you paint it, like put it together and paint it and then sell it to somebody, wouldn't that be legal? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, like, it would be legal anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's right of a second, second or right of first sale. Is yeah. That it? I don't know. Yeah. It's not like a firearm or a automobile where like the value will largely fluctuate. And depending on the quality of the paint, that could certainly affect the price too. But Warhammer, as I understand it, is generally a good, uh, to use a term that Aurora gave me, pump and dump for like liquidation. Because people are always, it's like Magic the Gathering or any other sort of, you know, nerd niche. People are sort of always collecting it and the value of it very much jumps and stagnates. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So, uh, did you. Did you do anything else? Not it seems like you just played those two games and did lots of Warhammer stuff. Did you have a minute? Uh I don't have a Warhammer minute cuz the we, we were planning on it and then we'd only have like 3 hours to play, which is <laughs> like just the minimum for the the size of game that we wanted to play. Like we we could have done it, but we would have had to have rushed some things and I I was looking to have a fun time, not a fast time. All right, so uh, we were going to play, but we didn't have 14 days, uh, and really, you can't have a, a real Warhammer campaign. I mean, uh, we're, we're doing like a whole-ass war. It, it takes an hour to set up a full-size board. Not, no, it's not an hour. It's like 30 to 45 minutes to set up a whole-ass board. I know. Then I know. we have to deploy our armies, and it's, there's a lot. It's, I love this game because of its complexity, but damn it, it is complex. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I just thought it was funny the way that you said it. Um, but that being said, uh, we're going to move on to Oroa. And Oroa... I finished a book, too. What book did you finish? 
called Cutting Black. Okay. It's a, a Shadowrun book. Oh, huh? I see. I see. Uh, <laughs> Had me worried for a second. Oh. And we're going to move on to Aroa. Uh, what games did you play this week? Uh, so I've checked out a few things. Um, I played some... Uh, you guys remember Satisfactory? Remember that game? Yes. Yes, I, I did. Not. Yeah. Uh, so there hasn't been a major update on it, I don't think, since the last time I played it. But uh, I wanted something that was like Factorio, but chill. And uh, I happened to watch some videos from the developers recently. I was like, you know what? I still own that, don't I? So uh played that a bit. Still really, still really, really fun. Very, as I say, very chill. Um, and yeah, it's just cool to like have a conveyor belt that runs across six miles and have to manage your, your power and all that good stuff. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but also Phasmophobia had a not major update, but a sizable one. Uh, and I haven't played since the VR revamp. Oh, right. So I checked that out. Yeah. I checked that out in VR and, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, it's really finally coming together. It's a far cry from what it was back like whenever it was actually popular uh it is like a almost a completely different game in terms of how the ghosts work and definitely vr feels and performs a million times better than it used to uh i still don't feel any real desire to go back to it on a regular basis uh that'll definitely come up if and when they add more to do when you die or if they add a uh, PVP mode, which I really, really think would just kind of explode that game again. Uh, But I think that also might just stem from my strong desire for more asymmetrical multiplayer games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for inviting uh, me to play with you. Like we we had a full party. Uh, well, you should just kick one of your family members out of your family. You and it, you know, and the stupid thing is, okay. So small tangent here. Um, <laughs> fucking hate my family. <laughs> no, uh, fucking the developer slash developers of Phasmophobia need to fucking stop shitting on the modding community. Oh, stop no. it. The fucking developer goes out of their way to prevent people from modding the game. And I get it. I get that they don't want people to cheat. Okay. I think that's a stupid thing because it's like there's no real progression in Phasmophobia. There's there's nothing. It is. It's just play the same like six maps over and over again. And that's it. But also, like, you don't want people to to come on and, like, do a GTA 5 where, like, you're trying to play the game normally and somebody just starts dropping helicopters out of the sky or whatever. Like, you don't want that. Uh, and, and that's fine. But yeah. can you at least do what even fucking Halo does and offer a copy of the game that has the anti-cheat turned off? 
and just doesn't connect to official servers or like it does something where it's it's peer-to-peer or like only supports private lobbies something uh because like before whenever you could inject random dll's into the game without it yelling at you we could have as many people as we wanted in a game and i even was able to do some fun stuff like i could control the ghost it was really fun doing that whenever no one else knew that i had that ability and so i'd wait for the most opportune time to like start a hunt and it was really fun and now you can't do any of that because the developer has their idea of how the game is supposed to work and they don't want anybody else to fuck with that i'm sorry like i can respect that but also you're killing community engagement with your game by doing that well and i don't think from what I understand, because I played it a little bit just with you, and it's single, like, not single player, but, like, it's a single instance that is locked to you and your friends. It's not like you're, it's not like Fortnite, where you're thrown in with 100 other people, or 80 right. bots and, and 20 people. Yeah, and, like... It does have public lobbies, like it has a lobby system. So you could potentially go in, like if you were cheating, you could go in and fuck with somebody that doesn't want you to be in there. Like, yeah, and I I wouldn't want that. That's why I'm saying, why not offer a, just, you just need an executable that doesn't have easy Mm anti-cheat. Like that's all you need. That's literally all that Halo does. and. Like, I haven't looked at the Halo uh, uh, Master Chief Collection modding community, but at least it facilitates it. Yeah. That's, there's no way it's very hard. Phasmophobia phasmophobia devs, stop, stop it. Stop doing that. We're we're gonna move on because we have a very long podcast today. I know we have, we have a lot of stuff. We don't, we might not have a long podcast, but we have a lot of shit to talk about. So we have to do. So we're gonna move on to me. I played. I'm not even gonna play the the thing because I did it last week as a joke. But I have a Warhammer and I beat Space Marine. It's a very short game. Um, did Did you like it? It was good. It was good. Uh, towards the end, they do ramp up the difficulty. Quite a bit. Like crazy? Yeah, I know. It's it, it wasn't like crazy. Like it's just you can't just engage rage mode and just go slaughter everybody. Because if you do that, you could still die. Uh, My experience is I got very comfortable with a certain game flow. Yeah, and then chaos shows up, and it's like, oh, that's not going to work anymore. Yeah, I yeah. need to adjust or you know look at my death animation a couple more times yeah but it wasn't it wasn't too bad uh difficulty wise i don't play on hard i i always play on like normal difficulty but i i had fun with it i was i read that they're like it's gonna be like nine hours long it it did not take me nine hours it took me like seven and yeah it was it's a very short game uh, luckily I was able to beat it so that I think is game number 14 I beaten this year something like that pretty good pretty good uh, I also played some more Digimon story Cyber Sleuth which is not a hard game uh, we have a, a listener slash person in the discord which by the way you can find the discord link below uh, the person in the discord said that like 
where they got to, the bosses are the are ramping up in difficulty, and that they got kind of stuck where they would have to grind to to be able to move on. And I ha- am at the same position that they left at, and I have not had that problem because I grind a lot in video games. <laughs> so in an RPG, I'm sure Connor's the same way, uh, mm-hmm. where you're just like, and I should be level 20 in this area, so let me get to level 50. And now I have I'm played good. Final Fantasy VI and stayed on a raft for like six hours, and well, that's, <laughs> that, that's it. I don't really need to struggle anymore. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I haven't had that problem, especially since... Now, it, it is weird the way that digimon works uh when you digivolve uh you become more powerful uh but you're you start at level one so you have to re-level that character up however the base stats are higher so even though you're lower level you do have lower stats but once you get to like level 10 you're better than what you were at level 50 or or 30 so I have some pretty high level, uh, well, highly evolved digi evolved Digimon, and uh, I have not ran into a problem that I can't beat with just hitting the thing harder. Uh, and then uh, on Friday, I had a friend tell me, "Hey, you should play this demo called Metal Hellsinger," and I was like, "Well, is the demo like?" to like two or three hours long because I stream for three hours a night. And if I'm going to play something like that, I want to be able to fill that time with that game. And he's like, ah, I don't know. I didn't play through the whole thing. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, little did I know he didn't. Yeah, exactly. Because he, the the thing is like 10 minutes long, (laughs) 20 minutes if you're bad. Uh, So Yeah. Uh, he should have just played the whole thing. And so I just played that same level for three hours. And Why? Because I, I don't like changing games in the middle of a stream. What? Why not? I just don't like it. It's just... And he has to update the title of the stream and... Yeah, I gotta update uh, that's, stuff. That's a lot of work. And, yeah. So I played it for three hours and I had a goal. And I and I accomplished that goal, and that was beat everybody on my friends list. And I did that. I beat Aroa's score. Aroa had a pretty good score of five point nine million, and I think I got seven point three million. Yeah, it was. It, it you beat me by like two million. Yeah, I, but it's I did. good to know. See, I thought I thought that was your score after one run. No, so I was like, damn. <laughs> no, no, that was um, that was like a few runs in like it took yeah. it took okay. me a while and i i figured out patterns and then somebody came into my stream and they're like hey uh blah 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 and they're talking to me about the game and i'm like oh how how high was your score and he's like yeah you could probably see it and i was like oh <laughs> and he was the number one score which is like 20 million points and he he explained that it's actually really cheap so metal hellsinger is Doom slash a rhythm game. So it's a first-person shooter, but you you have to time your shots or sword swings to be 
on rhythm with the music and there's a there's a thing in the middle that that shows you when that beat is happening um and i guess the way to get the high score like 20 million points is by using the weakest weapon which is the skull and just getting your hit streak as high as possible that makes sense and that's all that really matters and so he's like it's super slow and super boring and that's that's how you get the high score and uh, I was like, oh. and also, super slow and super boring. Well, to to do the high score is super slow and boring. If you're just playing the game, it's fun. I will. I will say. I'd also like to mention uh, that it's literally the same thing as BPM bullets per minute, yeah. but it's like a structured campaign instead of a roguelite, mm-hmm. and uh, it feels a million times better. Well, and and I I will say that. Yeah, I it was the same level for three hours, but I was having fun. Like I did not. It feels have... so good. Yeah, um, I think I need to calibrate my my system a little bit better because it felt like I was like clicking and it wasn't register. I I probably just need to recalibrate. Um, did you calibrate it in the first place? I did, and. I'm okay. always I'm always terrible at those calibration things. I don't know why. I um, didn't do it. I just skipped it. And no. like I usually whenever I'm playing rhythm games on my PC don't have to. No. Cuz it's there, there's usually just no like it maybe is a couple of milliseconds, but that's not going to be enough to make a difference. But Yeah, maybe the calibration I, I, messed it up. Yeah. Well, I I was going to say even like the the game felt weird at first and i think mm-hmm. i just adapted to the latency so yeah. you may be right that like that game just has some some kind of problem well and and also um and and this is just me they they changed the beat a lot with <laughs> so so it's like faster in some oh, yeah. parts and slower in some parts which makes sense for a rhythm game i get it but the- the sword's ultimate move is so fucking satisfying, though. It really it, it, is. Because of that. Because um, it, like, it makes it go quad time, and so you're able to just click on, on every quarter beat, and it feels great. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing uh, that I was having a problem with. I, I would mess up my rhythm, and then I would start clicking on the offbeat, and I'm like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> but... that, that is something... Um, BPM uh lets you do that oh, and in good. fact rewards you for that and i i get that they don't they, like they have their own idea but mm-hmm. i would kind of almost prefer if like at least if you were able to do it consistently or something i don't know yeah i would like prob- if, if they would do it that way i don't know when the game comes out it because this was just a demo and then they have a thing for the store page to actually buy the game when it comes out i'll probably i'll probably get it i'll probably get it it's a it seems like a fun time yeah yeah um but we need to they need to make more in this in this genre um just with like like make jazz hellsinger and then all the beats can be fucking weird it would actually be really cool to have more games like this that do different genres even if it was like even if it was all in the same game like i 
I've said before on here that like I love it whenever rhythm games aren't just rhythm games. Yeah. And now that there are two of these, I I would really like to see more games try to do this. Well, they also have Crypt of the it's it's a different style game, but it's very similar. Uh yeah. Crypt of the ne- Necro Dancer. Um Yeah. And, and they had now this is one that I never got, but I kind of kind of want it. The Switch version of Crypto the Necrodancer has Legend of Zelda music in it. Yeah, it's also a lot easier than actual Necrodancer, which wow. was more appealing to me because Necrodancer is really fucking hard. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's still like, I'd prefer it to be a shooter just because it's easier for my monkey brain to deal with. That's true. Okay, we're going to move on. We are going to talk about some lots of news stories. First off, uh, Nintendo, yay! Uh, they don't pirate their games, apparently. Nintendo uh, well, take our stuff. Don't hack stuff. So this is from TechSpot. It says, Nintendo scored a legal victory earlier this year against a hacker that played a role in costing the Japanese gaming giant estimated $65 million in losses. I will tell you that he did not. <laughs> He did not cost <laughs> Nintendo $65 million. People who are, ha- are are pirating games, 90% of the time, there's there's a reason for it. It's either A, they're not going to pay for that anyway, or B, they can't pay for it. Like, I don't know. Personally speaking, of course this is anecdotal, but I don't really pirate games anymore. Um and the reason I don't really pirate games anymore is because I have disposable income. Uh, but, you know, 15 years ago when I was, you know, working fast food or, or in college, I did not have disposable income. And so the only way to play new games was to pirate them um, or to play any games was to pirate them. And so I, I don't think that they they were cost sixty five million dollars. Um, well, Gary, and the other oh, thing too, you're talking about pirating new games. Yeah, these aren't even new games. They're these are games, games from like the newest games that were probably on this site were on the Wii. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what what they they don't have any Switch games on there or Wii U games? Maybe Wii U. I don't know. I never went to the site. Oh wait so, a minute! Wait a minute! Wait no, a minute. this I, this is different. This is different. This yeah. This um, was a different. This was a different thing. This was Team Executor. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I will say, um, that like it does make more sense to litigate in this yeah, situation. It does to some degree, uh, because they're selling a product that's explicit purpose is to allow you to pirate games, but. Um, at the same time, uh, I would, I would argue that this is Nintendo saying that you don't own your own product in a way, because Um, you should be able to modify your own hardware, however you see fit. Right. Um, but also shit on, I, I will shit on team executor. They were slash are a group that never would release how they would do things to the rest of the hacking community. And if they had done that, then this wouldn't have been as much of a problem, I don't think. Yeah. Now, it does say... So, on the story, it says uh, it was Doug Bowser... or I'm sorry, Gary Bowser is the hacker. Doug Bowser is the the president of Nintendo America. Yeah. 
Um, they're not brother, not related, just two guys with the last name of Bowser. Uh, so Gary Bowser was ultimately sentenced to 40 months in prison in order to pay millions in fines for his role as a top member of Team Executor. Based on newly released transcripts from Bowser's sentencing, it seems as though Nintendo wanted to make an example of Bowser and send a warning to the piracy community. Um, it says it's the purchase of video games that sustains Nintendo and the Nintendo ecosystem, and it is the games that make people smile. It's for this reason um, that we do all we can to prevent games on Nintendo systems from being stolen. And then, so going on, I'm not going to read all of this, but I did find the next paragraph to be funny. Nintendo's attorney also touched on the ethics of cheating which he said the group's hacks enabled. It says parents should not be forced to explain to their children why people cheat and why sometimes games are not fair just because one person wants an unfair advantage. Isn't that... So you mean like in capitalism and, and just the world economy in general? Yeah. See, I'm actually pretty sure that's exactly the parent's job is to <laughs> tell them that exact lesson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that too. Like when I was a kid, we always heard the cheaters never prosper thing. And as I grew up... That's a fucking lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> che cheaters do they prosper all the fucking time, and then they don't really get sentenced very much, uh, like, like at all. Like, 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 look at fucking the pharmaceutical companies. They they cheat and make millions of dollars or billions of dollars, and the government's like, hey, hey, don't do it again. Ah, you did it again. That's now, now we have to give you a fine. <laughs> Here's a $10 million fine. What do you think of that? Like, uh, shucks. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, that's, almost like, that's almost like a tenth of a percent of my daily income. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Um, guess we're going to have to lay off 100 people. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, we just wanted to say, uh, don't, don't pirate from Nintendo, apparently. Pirate Nintendo. Pirate Nintendo. Pirate all of Nintendo's games. Uh, the Switch, uh, if you can get a first-gen Switch, it is trivial to mod to then pirate games. Also, Switch emulators are really good. Uh, pirate every Nintendo product that you possibly can. Uh, fuck them. You that, that's it, my official stance. Uh, Aroa, you wouldn't download a car. Fuck yeah, I would. Yeah, everyone would. Those ads Literally are so everyone would. That's, those ads are so stupid. You want to download I guarantee car. you yeah, that the the day that we have like steel 3D printers that are available in the home that like car manufacturers are going to try to outlaw them immediately because oh, yeah. of that exact reason. Oh they yeah. They might make their own parts. That'll destroy our our business model. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about WWDC. Oh, God, I don't care. Um, iOS 16 That's okay. Is Neither out. do I. Okay, and you, you're you the Apple fanboy. Uh, <laughs> I'm as close to an Apple fanboy as this podcast has. Yeah. So iOS 16 comes out. Is there Are there any updates to iOS 16 that you are looking forward to? Okay, so iOS 16, not iPad OS 16, because they're separate operating systems now, even though they're the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um, iOS 16, the only major thing that I can think of is that the lock screen is getting its own widgets. Uh, 
you'll you'll have like uh they're, they're essentially just the complications from apple watch um so you'll be able to see like the weather and like your stock ticker and stuff on your lock screen you know that stuff that androids had for like 10 years yeah. uh they're finally putting that on ios which is oh, good. that that's kind of like every major update to ios for the last several years um there there's also like uh they're overdoing or over hauling uh notifications a little bit um there's now going to be like a live notification uh system so that you can have a notification on your lock screen for your uber or That's... for like a doordash order so that you can you can just hit the power button on your phone and then your screen lights up and you can see oh uh, my Uber Eats order is halfway here, or something like that. So, uh, so I do notice it says that you're uh, you'll be able to swipe between your lock screen pages, and there are features like Photo Shuffle, which will enable you to allow to show a set of photos throughout the day. So you can have like, like on the PC where you can have your wallpapers rotate. Yeah, uh, which oh, okay. I, I do on my Apple Watch. Oh, um, okay. It's again, it like. They've essentially taken some ideas from Apple Watch and put them on iPhone. Mm -hmm. And I kind of agree with some of the other assumptions uh, from other people that this is probably all building up to the next iPhone having an always on screen. That makes sense. Because they've been they've been doing OLED displays for a little while. And I would imagine that the next set of iPhones will just have an always on OLED screen. I have, uh, or... not, I, I have not changed my wallpaper on my phone in like seven years. Yeah, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really do that much. Um, I, I I just have a I have a folder of like pictures of my pets that yeah. I have on my on my watch, and that it just sense. cycles through. I I have even when I upgrade my phone. I just copy everything over and it brings my wallpaper with it, which I think is amazing that you can just do that. Uh, but I have the picture I have on my, my home screen is a cake that my friend made like seven years ago. <laughs> uh, and it looked delicious. And so I set it as my wallpaper and I just never changed it. And she messaged me a few months ago and she's like, Hey, do you still have that picture as your home screen? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she's like, can you send it to me? So I sent it to her. And she's like, thanks. I just wanted to know how many layers it was because was, I'm going to make it again. <laughs> so uh, we've got a new MacBook Air. It, yep. I mean, yeah. it, the, so who fucking cares about that specifically? Um other than it uh it uses magsafe yeah. which it they never should have stopped using magsafe uh like it uses the m2 chip um i wished that i i wish that they weren't so expensive because yeah. i would probably buy a mac just to have one um I, because it is I will it is say, good to know how to use both now that the M2 Mac is uh, MacBook Air is out, you can get an M1 for a grand, which is honestly still, a. I mean, it's a, a lot. It's yeah. still it's still a grand. But I was, I was going to say though, if you're in the market for 
a a small laptop yeah it, like you're not going to get one better than that for that price and that's like that's not me being a fanboy it's just that the the m1 is such a great soc that like for the for the price point like it's pretty fucking fantastic you know what i've been using as a as a laptop pretty pretty well is my steam deck my steam deck oh your steam deck yeah it, uh, I hooked it up. I there is there was a wrestling pay per view that I watched last night, and the app uh, doesn't exist on Roku. I think it used to, but they removed it, or or it doesn't work anymore, or something. And so I didn't want to watch it on my laptop or cast it from my laptop because casting still doesn't work great. Like yeah, with with Chromecast stuff, especially since it's a Roku. Um. So I I hooked up my Steam Deck to my TV and just watched the pay per view on there and it works great. So, so do that. So do you have like a you have like a like does it does it charge at the same time it's displaying out? Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I you got just have like a like a dock or something. I I stole it. Huh. I stole it from Facebook. Ah, uh, uh, okay. They Pretty I good. it's oh man oh. Uh, I admit so many bad things on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so we had like these little, I forget what brand they are, but they're like, uh, they're USB-C. I think they're USB-C. I don't think they're Thunderbolt. Um, they have a USB cable, or I'm sorry. Yeah, they have a USB-A port, a USB-C port for charging, and a Ethernet port, and HDMI out. And they can only do 4K at 30 frames a second, or you could put lower it to like 1080p at 60 frames a second, which is what I did. Uh, and you can plug it in, oh, and and uh, you plug the USB, you plug your power into the little dongle thing, and it it charges it. Yeah. And so uh, this is the docking stations with Nathan Reed and Spruth. But, yeah, like but, thanks for explaining what a docking station is. Right, 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 right. So I looked it up because it's tiny. It doesn't look like that much. $150. Yeah, docking so stations docking are station. stupid. So I took like three of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a crime. I stole, I stole a MacBook dock uh, from where I used to work. Um, and it's basically just a piece of plastic with like a, a little fucking so, so, USB... Let, extender let, on it and, will, and that was that was like 200 dollars. yeah i will say this i did not actually steal it the yeah, yeah. facebook no no facebook yeah, allows yeah. you to uh check out you can they have vending machines you go up to the vending machine you swipe your card yeah, and you press the button yeah well, that was company property return it no they probably do, is they probably expect you to return it whenever you get fired no, there is no expectation that any of the stuff you take out of the vending machine is going to be returned. I've a I Why asked. <laughs> I asked. Okay. They, probably like, just, they probably just don't care. Yeah. Then you didn't steal it, and this whole thing has just been a sham. <laughs> Why are you a liar, you, Nathan? Nathan? This whole, this whole. Why everything. have you wasted all this time? This just entire to spin a yarn. Why this... did you waste all this time? Remember when you were like, "Hey, we got a lot of stories. We should really well, do yeah. this." And then you be... talked about a fucking cake. Well, because you were, uh, you mentioned if you're in, in the mood for a laptop, and I'm saying a Steam Deck is a great laptop. It's a great portable laptop slash video game player. 
That's what I'm while, saying. While we're while we're getting distracted, um, uh, we also skipped over. There is one other pretty cool thing with iOS that I forgot What's that? about. What's that? Uh, CarPlay is getting an update. Okay. Um, I think they addressed that later in the article too. It maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah, the CarPlay CarPlay has uh, a function now where if your car supports it, which uh, no cars will support it right now then the car the cars that do support it in the next couple of years uh are going to cost way more money than any of us would ever spend on a vehicle oh yeah um but now your entire dashboard and that is your speedometer odometer all that shit uh all of that will show up as part of carplay which i actually think is really cool because it's gonna be a disaster I, I think I get the photo of it and it looks like it has Apple Maps right in the middle of it. Red yeah. flag, red flag. Well, the cool thing though is that that means that Android is going to have the same feature at some point. Yeah. Uh because there's there's no way that car makers are going to have this tech and then Google's just going to kind of sit there and not care. Yeah. Um, Android's going to make this and be like, "Okay, the 40 people with the $250,000 car they can use this. Yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. With their brand new Google Pixel 22 XYZ. Yeah. So um, how much... So, for, well, we're going to move on. We're, we're going to talk about the MacBook Air. It is starting at $1,200. Yeah. Ouch. The, the M1 MacBook Air is, is $999 because, you know, yeah, that's how pricing works. But... Uh, you can also get the new MacBook Pro 13 inch, uh, but it also has an M2, so it's like, why? Uh, and that is, I mean, it, it's got a notch, I think. I think it, yeah, I think it has it a does. notch, got a little bit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yep, I see it. Um, but it also uses a touch bar still, which I've, I've said. I said back whenever the touch bar was added that I think it's a stupid idea. It really is. Uh, I still think it's a stupid idea. Uh, but I th- I think more than that, uh, that it's stupid of people to expect them to remove that feature. Because now that it's there and it's being used by people, it would be really shitty of Apple to just be like, all right, we're not doing it anymore. The well, right not, thing to do yeah. would be expand on the feature and add physical keys on top of an LCD screen or an OLED screen that then you can you can have the dynamic keys there, but then also have physical buttons so that you have the best of both worlds. So you want to you want it to be a stream deck. Yeah. Well, you say that, but what I really want it to be is uh, the fucking the original Razer laptop. Oh, yeah. I've seen Razer Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Back whenever they they first got into that, and they they had the whole like you had an LCD panel with buttons on top of it. It was really cool. Yeah, like I don't know. That seems really simple, but Apple doesn't do anything that I want, so no. that's fine. Well, um, here's can we move on? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so so we also have uh, they talk about the new Mac OS. There's not much. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's like the built-in mail app that no one uses is getting some shit. Uh, Stage Manager, which is basically the new window management utility that is on iPadOS, which I'll get to. 
um i don't know why anyone would ever use this because you're on a fucking mac it already has multi-window management what are you doing um like it, you see that you see the screenshot for stage yeah. manager yeah i've seen it. yeah it's, it's like oh uh, boy you have two docks now and even less screen real estate what a fucking innovation on the macbook yeah they have so what it is <laughs> the stage manager is you can like group up windows uh like that might not have anything to do with each other like you can like a uh microsoft word is what it's to it's virtual and, desktops and, but instead yeah. of them being separate desktops they're just in a bar on the left side of the screen yeah and it's and you click on that and it'll bring up those windows um, and they'll be in the same places that they were in before so you have like separate little workspaces off to the left side again you're on a Mac, just hold command or hold control and press right. And you have a new desktop. Yeah. That's all you got to do. It's the same thing. Oh, you don't remember which one or you want to jump straight to the right one. Then press the fucking uh, mission control key and then click on the one that you wanted. We yeah. don't need this, but uh, like it's, it seems useful for the iPad because it's a fucking iPad. But for this, it's just, it seems like such a non-feature. I don't understand why it's there other than because Apple wants to eventually just get rid of the MacBook. I and I 100% say, think that that's what they're going for. Yeah. And also, just so you know, the uh, beta is out right now for Ventura. Yeah. So you can... Which I don't I don't have a Mac that's new enough to use it, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we have the, Apple passkeys. Passkeys are pretty cool um, because... While Apple is marketing them as being like this crazy cool Apple exclusive thing, they're not at all. They're actually FIDO compliant. So uh, you can port your pass keys to different devices as long as they have this same functionality. Uh, so is, Windows can, will probably get this. What pass key, What does pass keys do? Pass keys are uh, a replacement for passwords, like just straight up. Oh, um, okay. So it's like long... a YubiKey. Yeah, it, it yeah. actually is. Uh, YubiKeys are are FIDO compliant. So yeah. the the idea is that you know, you go to sign into a site, and um, you would scan your face or use Touch ID on your iPhone or iPad or on your MacBook. You would use Touch ID, and then you're signed in. You don't have to do anything. Um, and then like on a Windows machine, like right now, if I weren't so lazy and wanted to go through the trouble, I could set up my YubiKey to sign me into websites just by touching the thing. Yeah. I actually do have my Google account set up that way. When, uh, I, worked, when I worked at Facebook, we used uh, YubiKeys to sign into the VPN. Hmm. So yeah, it was... That's pretty cool. It was it was pretty nice, but they, they had extra layer of security so you also had to have a, a renewed certificate so you had, yeah. a, had to have a certificate and then you had to use your YubiKey and the certificate would expire and that was 90% of my job was getting people new certificates oh so yep it uh it breaks one of the tenets of security so that's cool um uh well the way that we had to, we had a very long verification process to verify that they were who they said they were we would yeah. have to get them on a voice call to see their yeah, or on a video call to see their face 
and then matched their face to their profile picture on their internal account. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass is what that was. Yep. You've, you've told us about this before. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, iOS 16, or I'm sorry, iPad OS 16. Wait, wait. There was oh. one other thing with was Mac it? OS. Well, a couple of things, actually. What? Uh, so one is uh, you can now use your iPhone just as a webcam. I mentioned before that, oh, I did uh, see that. Mac OS allows you to like take a photo and then it just pop- with your iPhone and then it pops up on your computer. Now you can just straight up. It's a webcam, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how this desk view feature works. Uh, apparently, there's a way that you can specifically use your iPhone as a webcam for your desk. I have no clue what that actually means. I assume you're going to need a cable at the very least to do it. I yeah, would be like, blown away well, if they nailed this wirelessly. I bet it's done wirelessly. Not yeah. that they, I, have... I, I bet they could do it wirelessly. I, I'm guessing that we're not there yet, though. I have it, like the the thing I was talking about where you take a photo and it goes on there. That's uh that's wireless. I mean, we're, a, a photo is one thing, but a live open stream uh, of data. I actually, <laughs> I have an application on my Windows PC right now uh, from Elgato that it, it connects to an app on my iPhone, and I can use it as a webcam, and it actually works pretty well. I could it's, see, uh, I could see it, because as long as you're on like the a local Wi-Fi network. Like it, the the data stream is pretty good, um, and with uh, MacBook to iPhone, I imagine it might even just be doing like an ad hoc connection between the two. I don't yeah, know for sure. I, I could I could definitely see it working. Maybe not flawlessly, but I don't know enough about Apple network shenanigans to to verify. Could, like yeah, the the fact that I hear you saying that it works and it works well, I'm very surprised about that. It, I I can I mean, see it. it yeah, handoff is like one of the few features that like makes me really want to go even further into the Apple ecosystem. That that's something yeah. that Microsoft and Google, because there's no other it, like because Microsoft won't fucking release their own mobile devices. Uh, like they need to get better at that. And they God, are. I wish but... the Duo was good. Damn it, Microsoft, make I a know. good Duo. I know. I've yeah. something like that since I was a teenager. They right. okay. So so tangent. From what I understand, the Duo Two is decent. Maybe not good. Like fourteen hundred bucks. But yeah, it's yeah. it's decent and it's expensive. Um, was there anything? I also with Mac, anything else with Mac OS or pass keys you want to talk about? Nope. Uh, now we can go to iPad OS. Uh, there's now a new API for desktop class apps. I haven't actually looked into this. Usually, I would have looked at the the developers stuff, but I just haven't bothered yet. Um, but essentially this is another step towards porting uh, Mac OS applications to iPad because that is their end game, whether or not they want to admit it. They, they want, they want iPad and MacBook slash Mac to be one unified platform. And the, this is, this is, them moving in that direction. Uh, part of that, I imagine, is a virtual memory swap, which they are trying to act like they have somehow created a new technology in this whenever it's literally exactly what it says on the 10. It's just, it's just virtual memory. 
they've yeah. they've added swap they've added a swap file to Mac or to iPad OS. Oh, they added which, a page like, file. Awesome. Yeah, a page file in Windows, swap file on everything else. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it's just that that's it. And there are a lot of people uh who are really mad that like this functionality like isn't going to some of the older iPads and it's like, "Bruh, you know why it's not." Yeah. It's because they want you to upgrade. Like there there are a number of features. Uh stage manager is is another one that they're it's not going to be available on I think the iPad Air like three or iPad Air two, I can't remember. Um one of the more recent iPads isn't going to have that feature, even though it has the hardware that should one hundred percent be capable of it. Um yeah. and like like uh I, I saw a Mac friendly article that was like, well, it, it, it's probably because it doesn't have enough RAM, and then like, what well, you have memory swapping, so why why can't it? And it's like, well, it's because memory swapping is really fucking slow, even with an SSD. Like it, it's it's amazing how so many of these Apple fanboy websites don't understand how computers actually work, mm-hmm. and also refuse to acknowledge that Apple is a bad company they're they're a bad company yeah they, they make they're not good they make surprisingly good products sometimes but for the most part they're just they're they just do. an evil company they charge four hundred dollars for fucking plastic wheels yeah yeah they like, do they also yeah they, they sell the same soc on like six different products and charge different prices for all of them and like I I don't I don't know I don't it's, get it. I mean, I to be fair, it's smart. You only have to make one it, product, and then you can just <laughs> change the price. Um, yeah. And we already talked about Apple Stage Manager. Yeah. Um. Um. Like, and then that's pretty much it. Like, and note, I didn't even talk about WatchOS nine because there's nothing to fucking talk about. It's yeah. like there are a couple of new fitness features that I don't care about. Uh, they have officially sunset my Apple Watch, so I won't be getting any more updates. Not surprising, considering they only just fixed the fact that I had to factory reset my watch to update it. So that was cool. Thank, thanks for the send-off there. Which, uh, also, mind you, they're still selling, last I checked, my Apple Watch, even though it's not going to get the newest version of watchOS. Of and not. people are like, why aren't they? Why, why are they still selling? I tell you why, because it's, it's a cheap option. And because the new watch OS nine doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like I have, it has nothing I, I was, special. I was going to say, I have the galaxy watch three and it's, it's all right. I guess the Apple watch is probably better, but I can't use it. Yeah. And they're dumb. like, and, uh, like I, I don't want to spend $300 on another watch. Yeah. So like, you know, that, that sucks. And they don't make the Pebble uh, anymore. Yeah, they don't. So, um, and and even Apple didn't talk about TVOS 13 because they don't even care. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody does. So um, we are going to talk about two more stories. Uh, well, two more events that happened. Uh, one was the Summer Game Fest. The other one was oh. the Xbox Game Show. You didn't want to. You didn't want to want to mention uh, that iOS is also adding uh, 
switch controller support? Oh, no. I I removed that from the story list. Did you? If you look in uh, podcast discussion, I have the the stories uh, we're going to talk about there. Yeah. Oh, I went to news stories. My yeah. bad. It was because podcast discussion was just full of other shit. I didn't scroll up. Yep. Yep. No, I, understand. I guess I gotcha. that, that would have been part of the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. It's just. Yeah. They're it's adding... just new Bluetooth controllers. Who cares? Yeah. They're adding oh! Joy-Con controllers. I, that reminded me, though, uh, part of that desktop class API thing. Uh-huh. Um, you can now write drivers for iPad. So that's oh, man. neat. That is, that's really cool, actually. Oh, there, there was yeah, one I've other... Usually... There, there was one other thing that they're not mentioning here. Um, the Metal... Uh, their, Metal 3? Their, their API is getting DSL or DLSS type stuff, like scaling. It's probably, uh, it's probably AMD's thing. Yeah, because that's a lot more open, and also, yeah, and also, uh, they like Nvidia is is kind of dead to Apple for some reason. Uh, There hasn't been a new Nvidia driver for Mac OS since the seven hundred series, I want to say. And Nvidia has come out and said it is because Apple won't let them. That makes sense. Yeah. Um and also part of that new driver API, uh, it's kind of interesting the way that they're doing it. Um, because the drivers run in user space. Oh. So they don't have so like you, you still have a driver, but it doesn't have like kernel level permissions, which is interesting. That's not how that works on like every other system. You probably uh, like anytime that you run anything, you'll need to have like local user defined variables for everything. It's going to be clunky. It's going to be chunky. I imagine it's going to be like how uh, how drivers work on consoles, or at least how they did on like uh, the 360 and stuff, where like you have to have the driver built into your application. So like, the, if you release a piece of hardware that like doesn't have official support from Apple, then you have to like get software makers on board to include your driver as part of their app package. I, I bet that's how it's going to work and it's going to be kind of weird and it's going to be difficult to work around, but I mean, whatever. I'm waiting to see if the ability to publish drivers is another license that needs to be applied and renewed every year. I know on Mac OS, cause they are, they're putting the same that I think they already did actually put that same functionality in mac os uh because drivers used to be kernel extensions uh and that that's like what they're called in mac os you have text files um and then and to replace those they they have these new like user space drivers and i am pretty sure you need to use or you need to sign that driver and the only way to get a signature for a driver, obviously, is to have an Apple developer account, which is like $100 a year or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we are going to move on because we've been here for an hour. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, so we have two more things we're going to talk about, two more showcases we're going to talk about. We got Summer Game Fest and the Xbox Showcase. But because there's 26 stories on the Summer Game Fest and 30 on the... Uh, on the Xbox one, we're just going to each choose a couple that we're going to talk about and go from there. So 
Uh, we're going to start with Connor on the Summer Game Fest. It looks like you wanted to talk about three things. The first one is this this little thing. I don't know if you've spoken about it much, uh, but it's a Warhammer? Yes, I, I believe I am our resident Warhammer fanboy on this show. Uh, oh, okay. I, I think that goes without saying. And uh, do, do you know Left 4 Dead 2 or do, do you know Vermintide? Yeah, it's I do. that, but it's, it's, it's in the 40K. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, you mean like Back for Blood? Yeah. yeah. That hit game, Back for Blood? Except yeah. hopefully better. <laughs> and one thing that this game does that not a lot of other games on this list does is it shows gameplay footage. Ooh. Not only that, it shows gameplay footage that looks riveting. Good. I'm excited. I'm actually pretty excited for this game. Uh, maybe it's because I'm like, hey, Connor will actually play a game with me. It, I, there's a, I, how do I say this? I am in a desperate need for a engaging multiplayer experience. Not necessarily on the level of like, it takes two, but more tactical, you know? Yeah. Hopefully this will be able to scratch that itch. I like showing all of the classes. I like that there looks like there's a lot of influence on melee. It's not just shooting, which is something yes. else. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense that like the psyker is not using melee abilities because if you could snap and pop somebody's head, why wouldn't you do that? Which is something they show lots and lots and lots of. And then the ogren, which is the big dumb brute, would use a, a knife and just quite literally cut someone in half with it. I and did not know that they were going to let you play as a psyker. That's a neat concept for a game like this. I, yeah. I, I, I think it might just be a coincidence, but she looks like she might be like Adeptus Roritus, which is a, a sister or something like that. I, I, there's still a lot of details we don't know. Yeah. It looks like there's going to be a psyker, uh, an ogren who's some sort of melee, you know, bully monger brute. Oh, uh, this looks really satisfying. Some some sort of Schuster dude who looks he, he almost looks like a Vindicare assassin, which are like the the ranged uh, specialists, but much less deadly. And then there's another just kind of generic, like the the dude with the chainsword. The chainsword looks so good in this. It they yeah. they look they they put some time into the the modeling in this, and it shows. Uh, oh, they got the little they got the little skull guy from Mechanicus to like be the little hacking tool. That's a cogitator, yeah. Yeah, so the game looks good, uh, and and we've seen them make this game before, pretty much with with Vermintide. So hopefully... yeah, but it's what I wanted because yeah. it's the Warhammer I'm actually familiar with somewhat. That's what <laughs> I was gonna the say. Warhammer hopefully that it's I, good. I, I I tried Vermintide; it didn't really do it for me, and I I love that world too. It just eh, something about it just wasn't for me, and I I think it was the the melee maybe. And now just being a better world, being a better experience, having more ranged options certainly is going to help too. I am excited for this in a way that I haven't been excited for a game in a while. What? Oh, September 13th is when this game comes out. And it's going to be on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to play that with my friends. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. I will have a lot more. uh, I'll have a lot more days off now. Nice. Oh, are you fired yet? No, not oh. <laughs> not that many days off. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Gonna be on unemployment for three months. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another game that uh, you wanted to talk about called Midnight Fight. I wasn't sure if you wanted to like cycle through or just uh, yeah, I can go on that one. No, this we'll one looks one. interesting because it looks like a more fully redesigned. No, a fully experience like a fully realized that's what i was looking for hotline miami that's what i was thinking uh um, oh. 
sort of yeah. an isometric shooter, you know, and it's it's fast paced sort of uh like one versus many kind of shooter. I, I don't there's probably a better way to describe it, that. But it looks fucking metal. Like I'm not normally a fan of like beat 'em ups. This looks more like beat 'em ups in the same way that like the Assassin's Creed games are beat 'em up, like incredibly brutal beat 'em ups. The the thing about like this game looks more actiony than uh hotline miami and what i mean by that is hotline miami i don't really feel that it is really an action game it is a puzzle game it's almost too fast-paced to be action you you blink and you miss it kind of yeah this is more experience no no that's not what i mean to say this is more interested in letting you experience the cinematic part of the action or so it seems so it looks good um i don't know if all i would like it just because I'm not a huge fan of isometric games uh, where you I, can't move the camera. I was turned off by that whenever I saw isometric, so I didn't even look at this. Yeah. But I'm actually very interested after watching the trailer. And there's a demo, by the way. Yeah, I oh. think the demo comes out today on Steam. It is out right now. Well, I will fine. probably download that at work tomorrow. I'm downloading it right now. And the other game you want to talk about was Dead Space version made not by the same people. Callisto Very, Project, or Protocol. Yeah, it, it's made, I, I think it's made by the people who made Dead Space and then, like, went off and did their own studio or something. Yeah. Not about that. Yeah. It looks so good. It's... It, uh, like, it's obviously inspired by Dead Space. Like, the, the, the dude's got, like, a, an LED bar on his neck that <laughs> it, it, it definitely resembles, but is legally distinct from Isaac. It's horizontal. Don't, don't do that, guys. It's No, it, it's not the same thing. It's no. horizontal. It's not vertical, so it's different. But, yeah, it is. It is. They, they know uh, what they're doing. It's dead space. They copy and pasted dead space. But no one else I think they copy and pasted, which I wasn't expecting and I'm almost, like, totally down for this game gives me hardcore man cut feels like you are a, a prisoner going to uh Callistro, which is a, a moon on like Neptune or something like that. And it seems like the beginning of the game is something has gone wrong. You are no longer a prisoner. You are a survivor. Go survive. Yeah. And well, like uh, uh, the suffering. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a lot of what is making all of this brutal is like, you're not a, a, a space yeah. marine. Uh, did you did you get to two oh eight, Aroa? Uh, no, I, I got to the end where oh. he gets eaten by the fucking wood chipper. And he gets his oh. face eight. Yeah, yeah. Two oh eight is the one where I saw his face get ripped off. That that two minutes and eight seconds. Yeah. It, it it looks exciting in the sense that like you're not a space marine doing space marine stuff. You're just a dude who now needs to survive. And, you know, Dead Space had that same feel for it. You're not a a soldier. You're an engineer. Uh, Now you have a problem that it is, like it or not, your problem to deal with. And it's going to be on Game... I don't know if it's going to be on Game Pass. Probably not. I'm pretty sure... Maybe? I don't know. It doesn't say it is on the trailer, at least. This wasn't Uh, the Game Pass... uh, showcase which is to say the next one we'll talk about yeah 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 so some of the games are on game pass uh that we will talk about but this one not specifically um so those are the three games um and then i just had a closing remark i'm very disappointed in this entire showcase it's almost entirely cinematic teasers 
it wasn't no great. gameplay footage. Almost, you know, very little gameplay footage. Um, so the, you you uh, Darktide, uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide, uh, Midnight, Midnight Fight, Express. and Callisto Protocol are the games that Connor's looking forward to. Uh, we've got Neon White for Aroa. Yeah. What is Neon White? Uh, so there's like a weird trend right now, and I'm so for it of first person speedrun platformer games. Oh yeah. Uh, and like uh is it Ghost Runner, I think, was one of Ghost the first Runner, ones. Tokyo. That... No. Think... No. Am I thinking? That's a wrong? different game. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. It's a completely different game. Uh okay. no, go, go it's just Ghost Runner. Uh was one of the first ones that I played. But uh I I wanna say this trend probably started with uh the it's like the floor is lava, I think was what it was called. Uh there was also uh speedrunners from hell. Uh were were the couple of the the older examples, but this one combines normal like platform first person platforming with mild shooter slash like almost puzzle mechanics where you have a deck of cards that you're going through as you're running through the stage. Uh, and you have to use them at the right times to get the optimal path through the stage. And uh, whenever I played the demo, uh, it threw you into some of the later levels and like, it gets really confusing at some points to like, know which way is the best way. But it's also cool because most of the time games like this only have one way to go. And it's just a matter of of bashing your face into a wall over and over again until you eventually get through it. Uh, almost like Hotline Miami in, in that way, uh, except this is a platformer instead of a brawler. Uh, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm super excited about it because it's it's really fun um, and it's stylish as all fucking get out. and. Uh, yeah, like it. It also has a guy playing the main character that one hundred percent sounds like Steve Blum, but isn't Steve Blum. And I think it's Gianni Matriano, but I I'm not sure. Good. Uh, yeah. So you're so and, you're looking forward to? It. Did it show any actual gameplay? Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of gameplay in the in the trailer, and Good. I don't know for sure, but I imagine the demo is still available on Steam. Um, it's surprisingly long. Uh, the demo so i would i would definitely recommend if uh if you like you like stylish anime looking but not actually japanese games uh just look at that uh real anime if it's not made in japan aroa well yeah just like uh the other game that i wanted to talk about zenless zone zero which is actually chinese uh because it's from uh mihoyo which uh is a the Chinese creators of Genshin Impact. Um, this game looks like I'm going to devote way too much time to it. It's I, uh, I see zero actual gameplay. Oh wait, no. Nope. There's a nope. little. There's a I... little like taste of it. it. You can actually see more gameplay in the launch trailer i think oh. uh or well not the not the announcement trailer um but yeah it's it's basically a uh a spectacle fighter akin to like uh god of war or devil may cry uh except it's all like 
like Japanese cyberpunk and like urban Japanese fashion themed, which is like everything that I fucking love. Uh, it's not like Genshin where like all the girls are decently modest looking. You don't um, want there's them to way be more fans. Modest. I don't. I want them to be as fan servicey as possible, and they are leaning way more into that with the design of the characters in this. Like there is, there is. Uh, they they cranked up the boob physics by like three. So it's um, I'm I'm okay with that, and it helps that the gameplay is way cooler looking. Um, I'm I'm super excited. I know it's going to be free to play, and it's probably going to be exploitative as hell, but you know, for all the hate that I give Chinese developers and China in general, um, at least from what I've played of Genshin, and I I play another Chinese free-to-play mobile game, um, a lot of the time they're not anywhere near as exploitative as Western developers are, which when, is kind of weird. When do do we know when it's going to come out? Uh, it's currently in development. Um, the beta hasn't even released yet. There is a closed beta that you can sign up for. Uh, I don't think there's even a rumor on release date. I would be surprised if it came out before next year. Um, just because yeah. I, I don't know how large MiHoYo is, but I know they're working on like three different games right now. So it'll probably take a bit. But and uh, there was one other yeah. game you wanted to talk about was Saints Row. Yeah, so... I forgot Saints Row is coming out in fucking August. So that's happening. Is it a remake or? It is a reboot. So it's, uh, it, it, a lot of people were worried whenever the first trailer dropped because it looks like, it looked like they were almost going back to Saints Row 1 style of very little tongue in cheek, uh, trying to be like GTA sort of thing and no one wants that no but over time they've released more footage of the game and have shown that no it's still going to be goofy it's going to be more like saints row 2 and 3 not quite to the same level as saints row 4 yeah i was gonna Uh, say 3 is like 1 and 2 were more serious and then 3 is just like went off the deep end yeah 3 3 went like pretty fucking wacky um four just fucking lost its goddamn mind somewhere and just went too far in my mind yeah um the three is probably like the sweet spot for most people i did prefer two in a lot of ways but yeah So, so the thing i wanted to bring up though is this character creator on the surface looks fantastic and you can do a lot of really cool shit with it as long as you want your character to look like a man. Oh, um, no. So if you even watch this trailer, which I hadn't watched before, uh, you'll see it's almost nothing but men. And the reason for that is that this character creator does not make women very well, a- at least from the neck up. Um, so I- I'm going to say this as someone who, like is is not transphobic by any means uh every fucking woman that i tried to make in this character creator looks like she's been on testosterone for the last six months Interesting. Um, so and, and that's or, a or, problem. or on estrogen 
depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Like <laughs> that is a it, problem with um with a lot of game developers. I know Ubisoft had a big problem and a big controversy because um they had they like I think it was one of the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, all the females just like walk like men, like they yeah. have, they have just the same animations, and they're like, listen, we could we could redo the animations, but that would take like five hours, and we can't <laughs> do that. Well, so and that's not even like that's similar, definitely, because I, like yeah, I get that. Like what you couldn't, you're Ubisoft, like you couldn't pay a fucking mocap actor a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever, if that. To like go through and capture those, and then like uh, animate the intern something to do for the week. That's, this <laughs> yeah. is not as hard of a job as y'all are making it out to be. Uh, it would have it would have cost a it would have cost quite a bit of money to do it correctly, yeah. and it probably would have added another couple of months to development time. Months but, for a motion get no. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah to well, so because you have to deal with like if you want to do it right you have to deal with like animations causing clipping in like the models especially if you can customize like what outfits characters are wearing like you have to make sure that like bits of the outfits aren't going to clip into each other or cause weird physics flip outs or or else you're going to end up with the assassin's creed unity kind of comedy like i get that part but also it's fucking Ubisoft. You can afford to do that. Yeah. Um, this isn't even that bad. Like, or, or this isn't even like that level of need for them to do anything because you have four different voices of each gender available. Uh, like you can be a man or a woman and there are a ton of animations for each side. Like, and they they've done cool stuff like you can have both huge honkers and also a big old schlong like so progressive yeah it's cool like you can even unhide the nipples regardless of which gender you are which i know that sounds really stupid and and like superfluous and it kind of is but also most games don't let you do that because ooh, woman nudity bad uh but you could also be a male that just happens to have big old honkers like like Aroa. like me uh it's pretty cool that they allow all that but then the fact that even like the pre-made feminine faces don't really look all that feminine like it's just kind of bad especially oh there there are a couple of them that are feminine and they look cartoonish like straight up they look like uh there's like a cartoon witch face that like has a giant fucking nose and a big pointy chin and it's like why um it's just not a good look and i i saw an article recently that was like look at all these crazy cool characters that you can make in the saints row character creator all but two of them were men and like I think I only saw maybe two or three female characters in this trailer here. Like that's, that is a problem. You shouldn't have that much trouble making a feminine looking character. Uh, especially whenever saints row three and four uh, made it so fucking dead simple. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to complain 
on the level that some other people have where like oh the boobs you can't like have nice boobs oh no uh like i'm not gonna bitch about that uh i do think that the clothing options aren't as good as they should be considering um i also feel like the ui is maybe just borrowed a bit too much from previous saints row games and it feels really bad on pc but yeah getting getting rid of all that it's just the simple fact that like i want to be a woman and i want to look like a woman and i can't like that that's frustrating that makes sense um we are we are going to move on though because okay time <laughs> so i'm sorry uh, no, it's, it's fine. You're passionate about my character creators. I know. Well, trust me. I I try to make all my characters look like Hulk Hogan, but I can't do it. And I, I always want to be a big titty goth GF. So <laughs> so we have two stories I want to talk about are two retro games that are getting sequels or, or reimaginings or whatever. Uh, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge is coming June 16th, and it has Casey Jones. Uh, not much to say here. It's just another side-scrolling SNES beat 'em up, uh, but it looks good. I feel like Turtles has been out of the zeitgeist for a while now. You know, it's like, like obviously yeah. it's a good game. Obviously, this is a nostalgia pull, but like, damn, oh, yeah. where did this come from? It looks good. It looks good. Um, I'm a I'm a play it probably, and I think it's going to be on Game Pass. Probably. I, I think. Let me let me see. I think I read the story that it's Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge. It seems game like Pass. the kind of game that would be on Game Pass. Yep. Xbox Game Pass confirms new day one game, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh June sixteenth. So I'm definitely gonna be playing that. Uh if if anybody wants to play Shredder's Revenge with no. me. Oh. Oh, okay then. Um so that 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 seems fun. I'm gonna enjoy it, hopefully. And another game that I want to talk about. Uh, so I can understand Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The the arcade games back in the '90s were amazing. So every every couple few years, they're like, we're gonna make another one to milk that money from from you guys who remember those arcade games. I get it. I understand. Um, absolutely nobody, even me. Nobody was asking for Flashback 2. Not a single fucking person. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So so Flashback, if if you don't, I loved it. Because I played it on my Sega Genesis, and I'm like, oh my god, these three frame a second cutscenes that I'm seeing here are amazing. Hey, it was fucking cool 30 years ago. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. 30 years ago. And then, like, the PC version that I saw, like, I never played it, but I think my uncle had it, and I saw the cutscenes. I was like, this is awesome. But um, it is a... It's a puzzle game, basically, and it, it, all the movements are wonky. Well, it's Prince of Persia. It, yeah, it's Prince of Persia. It's very similar. Uh, the original Prince of Persia games, not obviously not Sands of Time or anything. But... Then they, now they're coming out with thirty years later. They're coming out with Flashback Two for some reason. The and, quest well, for money. They yeah. tried to they tried to like remake Flashback a little while back, didn't they? Like, like it was years ago on the Xbox yeah. 360. 
it was like a 2.5d thing i, I want to say they re-released it on pc yeah within the last like five or six years but nobody liked it yeah they did yeah and it, it, i i don't get it i don't understand i'll probably play it um but especially if it's on game pass which it probably isn't but it it doesn't show much if any gameplay in it uh so i don't know how far along they are i also don't know when it's going to be releasing i'm i'm looking at the end oh winter 2022 so this winter it's gonna be be coming out uh but yeah i don't i don't know who was fucking asking for this is it still like a 2d platformer thing or is it i there are like snippets of gameplay in the trailer and it looks like it is still a 2D action adventure game. It kind of... So I'm on the... There's a Steam page for it now. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of screenshots of it. And it looks like there are going to be some segments that are full 3D, but they're like on rails sort of things. Uh, yeah. Like it looks like there's a... What's the, the turbo tunnel? It looks like they're going to have like turbo tunnel segments. Oh, good. Uh, for some reason. And there's like some elements of like you can go downstairs and walk around a room. Yeah. So uh, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why they're making this, but I'm sure there are people that will buy this. Because um, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. I think that it's that the dude who like owns or like made flashback just still really likes flashback maybe maybe that's it maybe because i just, think it i think it's just his studio he's like i can do it and people are like i guess we'll give you money a oh, fucking okay uh, no and also nobody bought that. subject 13 no no and there was also there was a um it says flashback already had a sequel which i do vaguely remember which was a fully 3d game called fade to black which was 3D and not very good. Um, but we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the last showcase to talk about. I'm going to start first. Um, there were a few, there's a few stories I want to talk about. Not much. All of these games are coming to Game Pass. Um, first off, Starfield, they actually showed off some gameplay footage at the very end of the showcase. And I'm, I'm going to get it. Uh, it's, on, it's on Game Pass. I'm definitely going to play it. Uh, did you either of you watch the gameplay? I didn't know there was gameplay, so I'm watching it right now. And boy, it sure does look like Fallout in space, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna like it. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. That's all I want. It's all I wanted was Fallout in space, and they're gonna allow you to do it. And at the very end, they also show that you can have space combat. Uh oh! Build your own damn ship. Yeah, you can build your I... own ship. I see there is a scanning mechanic a la No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, it no looks Man's like... Skyrim, more like it. That's yeah. not going to be really repetitive or anything. No. Uh, but it looks good. feedback loop. But, but it looks good. I'll have fun with it. Um, it would be fun. I, I hope they put in a lot of Easter eggs for, for old, like, Bethesda games, like Fallout and, and Skyrim and stuff. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I hope that it's in the unreal engine so it actually works i doubt that <laughs> not, because they started not. they started making the game before uh before they were acquired by microsoft 
Yeah. It's funny because uh, well, it doesn't matter anyway. During, they're they're, they're going to make it in the creation engine. Yeah, during the the opening spiel, um, before Todd Howard came on, I think they're like, "We welcomed Bethesda into the Xbox family." I'm like, "Bitch, you gave them six billion dollars." That is, if I went up to a row and I was like, "A row, I want you to be part of my family," and you're like, "No," I'd be like, "Here's a million dollars." You're like, "Brother, brother, read." <laughs> Like that's yes okay we welcome them we, in we with forcefully welcomed them in yeah we we committed a hostile takeover um, oh man big it, what if what if uh what if it's an id tech I mean that would be like, cool that id tech like, works that, great uh, it does yeah um, this this like looks way better than it does, it, it does. than like Fallout seventy six does. Which is the most recent thing I, that they've made. So, yeah, I'm hoping uh, that I'm hoping that it is a good game, but I'll play it on day one because it's included with Game Pass. Another thing yeah. that's going to be included with Game Pass, which I didn't fucking see coming, uh, was Persona Three, Four, and Five. Yeah. Um. So they they have so they have Persona Three, Four, and Five. It's Persona Four Golden, which is the best version of Persona to play. Persona Four. They have Persona 5 Royal, or Royale, whatever. Uh, I think it's, it's just Royal. Royal. Um, mm -hmm. And that one, it best version of Persona 5 to play. And then they have Persona 3 Portable. The PSP game is being ported over to Game Pass. And I don't know why, because I thought FES was the best version to play. It's not. But uh, according to one of our listeners slash discord members ash they said that i think three has some extra stuff in it that that or three portable has some extra stuff in it that fes does not uh you can play as a girl oh okay which changes like multiple aspects of the story and they probably have i i would imagine if they do the same thing they did with Persona 4 and 5, they probably add another character in with some more storyline. Um that, I would I would be surprised if they didn't. I don't think so. Uh but it it includes I I'm pretty sure it includes like everything that Fess had. Yeah. Besides the uh there's no like epilogue or anything. It's just the original part of the game. Oh, um, see, but they see. also like they improve the battle system. Um, it's pulled with like uh, or it's pulled a bunch of stuff from Persona Four. Oh yeah, and uh, there are cameos of characters from Persona Four in Three Portable. Okay, well that like, makes sense. I was just a little confused because I was like, that. Why are they bringing the mobile version or the portable version over? But if there's so much more stuff, I. The only thing I don't like about the portable version, because I played a little bit of the portable version and the FES version, and from what I understand, the travel system in the portable version is different. It is. Uh, instead of walking around, you just control a cursor on the screen. Yeah. Um, you also, like, it, you just have, like, portraits of the characters that pop up on the screen. Um there aren't the anime cutscenes anymore. Uh, okay. They, like, yeah, uh, I would, 
I don't know. It has to be improved. We yeah. don't. We also don't know if like maybe it's going to be like a best of both worlds situation where they add uh, back in the cutscenes because it's the PC version. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they did something cool like that. I don't really know. Um, oh, and and also. Apparently, the main change from the combat is you can direct control every character. Oh, and you which can't I do did. That. Yeah, originally you just have to rely on the AI of each character, and you could like, you could give them priorities. Which I use that anyway because I fucking hate directly controlling an entire party. See, and I am, I like micromanaging my characters. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I didn't see that coming. I thought that was really awesome. Another thing that yeah. I didn't see coming, another group of games, I'm not going to list them all because I don't have the list in front of me and I could pull it up in two seconds, but I'm not going to. Riot Games, all of them yeah, that's are going to be on weird. Game Pass. Um, where like if you're, a, if, if you're a member of Game Pass and you have, and you download League of Legends, you have access to all the characters. So you oh wow! To, yeah, they they mentioned that. So uh, you'll have access to all of the the what is it? What are the champions? Here? Yeah, yeah. You'll have access. I wonder to all how the profitable that aspect of league has been lately. Like, I wonder if all the people who are playing it are like, eh, I got the characters I need already. I mean, I could see that. Um, so the it well's says, gotta run empty eventually. Like, it, it's gotta. Uh, yeah, it says for anyone that who's played a game like Valorant or League of Legends, you can probably imagine how massive an unlock this is. Um, wild characters can take a while to gradually unlock or uh, cost actual cash to get them ASAP. This makes it very easy for newcomers to hop right in and play whoever they want without having to grind. So Valorant will also allow you to have all the characters, which I didn't know. I've never played Valorant, so I... Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> But that is that is cool. I mean, if you're, into I guess that's probably how it is in Team Fight Tactics too. Yeah. So that's really neat. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is that uh, Kojima's still alive. So, yay! That's... Talk about making games. What what kind of games? Fuck if I know. But yeah, yeah. Um, they they. I'm just... Looking forward to getting a Steam Deck so that I can start playing Death Stranding again. Yeah, they they went and they're like, "Listen, there's this guy. We, I, I, you know, he's inspired me. I admire him. We're gonna cut to him, and he's gonna talk about the game." And then Kojima's like, "Yo," and they're like, "And we're moving on." <laughs> Kojima <laughs> didn't say shit. He was just like, "I'm making a game, maybe." Well, I got nothing. So the the fact that he's making a game in collaboration with Xbox though is pretty significant. Yeah. Because there were a, there were a lot of rumors that Sony was going to buy Kojima Productions. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case if that's going on. I mean, um, the, the, is Kojima Productions still last? I, I don't know enough to know like how the Konami split affected with him with his like owned intellectual properties. He, he made a new company called Kojima Productions, and that's what Death Stranding's under, right? Correct. Um, so, now it it uses uh it uses Guerrilla Games's engine, which Guerrilla Games is I believe part of Sony. Yeah. Um, 
So like that's kind of why I think a lot of people were assuming that because it's it's not certain, but it's almost certain that like Sony probably gave Kojima a lot of money to like yeah, make his studio and all that. Snatcher but, too. Uh yeah, like but also there hasn't been a Kojima game on Xbox, I don't think, since uh Phantom Pain? Was it well, yeah, Phantom I forgot Phantom Pain came out on there. Yeah. Uh or at least the last time that Kojima like made a big deal about it was fucking Metal Gear Rising. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean Which, that's uh, that's neat. Um hopefully the game's good. I I I looked at Death Stranding and I'm like, I'm not interested in this game at all. It's it, so neat. I just wish I knew more about it. <laughs> I like it is not a game that I want to sit in front of my PC and play necessarily. Uh but once I have a Steam Deck, like that is at the top of my list of games that I'm putting on there. Because yeah. it seems like the perfect game to just be able to pull out and, and play for a little bit. And we're going to move on. Aroa, what games did you want to talk about? It looks like the first game is Scorn. Yeah, uh, mainly because I didn't really have a whole lot that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, but Scorn looks pretty cool. Uh, I don't actually even know... This is not, no, this is not the same game. So there's another game very much like in this vein that came out a few years ago uh, that was trying to be like, you're in hell and there's a lot of like sexuality and body horror shit in this game. And then it turned out the game was garbage. Um, whereas this seems like it's going to be like a horror shooter. Yeah. Which is probably going to be a lot cooler. And I am a huge fan of body horror in general. Uh, so this this is like really appealing to me. It's gonna, it's gonna be coming out. What's I'm, that? I'm gonna say at the beginning of this trailer, just to give the the listeners a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about, is that you're sitting there and you look down and you have an umbilical cord and you pull off the umbilical cord. Yeah. So that's, um, that's the beginning of the trailer. There's like there there's like some kind of weird thing that looks like it might be uh, uh like like a thing that would carry you across the room but it's like a pod with a bunch of arms coming out of it like every all the art in this game looks like it was done by hr giger which is yeah. great because i fucking love that man uh like it, it all looks like uh remember dark seed i think was the game yeah i vaguely vaguely remember yeah. that game like this is finally a proper follow up to the concept of of dark seed of having uh, an HR Giger world yeah. that uh, you can walk around in but the fact that it's also a shooter even if it it kind of reminds me of Doom 3 in in, in that way still looks pretty fucking cool so we've also got uh Wo Long Fallen Dynasty yeah um again it's kind of struggling to find something to talk about. Uh, there's hardly any gameplay, if there is any. I don't even know if there is any. I'm scrolling through here. I, I don't, don't really think there's anything. any actual gameplay. Yeah, no. But it looks it's like it by, might be... It's like, yeah, Team it's made Ninja, by Team yeah. Ninja. So it looks like it might be kind of Ninja Gaiden-y. Because um, it looks... I was, I was 
talking before the podcast i can't really tell if what this is supposed to be if it's going to be like neo or something but it looks too actiony to be neo so i'm, I'm kind of hoping that it's going to be uh gonna be like ninja gaiden but like maybe uh i don't know more more grounded than that uh or maybe it'll be like maybe it'll be like a dynasty warriors kind of thing because they have been working with uh with uh koei is it koei tecmo koei koei i don't remember i don't remember who makes dynasty warriors i don't know they haven't made a good one in a long time so uh and i don't know what the last thing was that i told you to that was pick that was it okay uh so i i was going through and try trying to see if there was anything else and then i noticed that uh squanch games had a new game on Uh here uh it looks fucking good uh it looks like it it looks kind of like doom but you know it's it's from the rick and morty guy which is really cool i fucking saw that and i was like uh, i don't care really i I don't like rick and morty Uh, okay so that's fair And, and like i could get not enjoying the comedy yeah, uh, you need to have a high IQ to really get the comedy in that show. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll admit, I'll admit, like it, it definitely has fallen off in terms of how much I enjoy Rick and Morty. I haven't watched any of the most recent season, but Squanch Games has made pretty good shit as of late. I like Trover. It is Trover was called... good. I played. Uh, was it accounting? High on life. Yeah, high That's on life. The game. Yeah, high on life looks uh looks pretty fun. It's like a like an action, very high action first person shooter, and it's it's got a lot of wacky looking mechanics and really interesting original character designs and shit. So yeah, I just think it's cool. Yeah. So we're gonna move on. And Connor, you want to talk about Diablo Four? Yeah, let's see if we can't make up some time here. So uh, Blizzard (laughs) has effectively decided that they want everyone to forget Diablo Eternal, and they're just not going to acknowledge it. Immortal. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's effectively how much you should know about it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you have a phone? Don't you have a phone? Don't you have 18? You don't even need it. Play it on your, play play the port on your PC where it says tap to start. (laughs) <laughs> don't don't you don't you have a hundred thousand dollars to fully upgrade your character and what is one of the the worst blatant cash grabs I've ever seen? Yeah, they're doing more of that in Diablo four. They 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 know that uh they made some mistakes in Diablo three with not having everyone's favorite classes. So they're like, Okay, we listened. We're gonna give you your favorite classes. Necromancer like and it, Barbarian. It's go uh, Andrew, and it's going to once again be a uh, always online style game, and it's going to have an in-game marketplace. And man, I, I think I could just give this one a wide pass. Well, oh, here's, no. here's the thing: I know I'm going to have at least a couple of friends who are going to play Diablo Four, uh, because Diablo games are very popular, even though I'm not a huge fan of them. And it's going to be on Game Pass. So I'll probably download it to play with my friends. That's that's. And then the other game that I want to talk about is called Pentiment, Uh which I think is probably one of the most original takes on uh, 
the storyboard, like like the storybook kind of game. And that it's like, you know how monks, when they would like copy Bibles letter by letter, would doodle in the margins like to keep themselves from going insane? Yeah. What if they made a game like that? And I'm all for it. Wait, That's wait a minute. Game. What is this? Pentiment? Pentiment. Yeah. yeah I, I saw this and you're all for it. I, I'm I so had... ex- I'm like even excited for it. It looks it, this is an original idea in a way that I wish somebody would have thought about like ten to fifteen years ago. So you mean like Comic Zone? Yeah. Yeah. But now that game like is good. Medieval. Though. Yeah, Comic Zone's great, homie. Yeah. Yeah. I, but but Pentiment, I look at it. It it is it as Connor described. It looks like it's it's a storyboard or or somebody drew very rudimentary drawings. Um. And then there's like a narr- there's a narrative to it, and I think it's it seems like it's you're trying to figure stuff out and and go through the game. A little high narrative. fantasy, whatever. Yeah. I, uh, we'll find out more when we I, have more details. We don't have a lot of details, but the art style, I'm all I, I love it. I love I, it. I and I look at it and I hate it. I hate the cute. art style. Absolutely hate it. But that's okay. There've been. There have been a number of games that have kind of had that medieval art yeah. style, but yeah. not not to this level. No, not not quite to the like same degree of quality, I guess I would say. Because most most of those games they're like uh was it was it Star Mancer something like that? You you're just like a fortune teller. Now like I that might... that was one of the big ones I saw. Now that being said, with this with this art style and stuff. I still might play this game because of a couple reasons. One, because it's on Game Pass. Everything Game Pass, yes, we know. We get it, Nathan. We get it. But do you know the second reason? Uh, because your friends are gonna play it, and you want to. I, I don't know. The same thing you said about like, all the other. No, 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 no. It's made by Obsidian. Yeah. It, also, it's made by Obsidian. <laughs> they famously and, make great games. Yeah, they great make really good games. games. Other than Grounded. Well, Was that Grounded Obsidian. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, we we've got to play it. We got to play grounded. We played the play test, and now we got to play the full game when it comes out. Um, it is coming out soon. But when does do we know when Pen, Pentiment comes out? Does that have a release date? Uh, you know, I already closed the tab, so if it did, I didn't see it. Let November twenty twenty two. There it is. You got it. I figured it out. Um. So the games I wanted to talk about from the. Oh wait, no, no, wait. Didn't you already talk? Well, I, I already talked. Yeah. <laughs> so we're done. Oh, so, thank God. My room is so hot right now. It is. It has been raining here all day. I was going to mow the oh, lawn this God. weekend, and it's just been raining all weekend. Oh, I wish it would rain right now in my face. I just opened my door because I don't care anymore. It's so hot. Connor can make it happen. Connor man, can make man, it no. rain in your face. I don't have that kind of money, man. Uh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're done. I will throw my pocket change at you. We have it spoken, is now hailing. We have spoken about all the stories. And, oh, I thought he was oh, talking wait. about pissing on me. We have, we have, I have one more thing I want to bring up. It's just stupid. Flight Simulator is getting the Pelican from uh, Halo. Halo. And you wanted to say that you don't like first-person shooters. Uh, no, I, I wanted to tell you that. Like, oh, specifically. I, I, in, I, in general, am so burned out by first-person shooters. That uh, the reason we were talking about that is because Dark Tide does look exciting, and that it's also a hack and slasher, and not just a shooter. Also, psycho stuff in Warhammer World. So you know, I'm I'm gonna check that one out. But in general, shooters are uh, I haven't seen anything like 
intuitive or like exciting about a shooter since metal health. I don't know. Dishonored two. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for being here. Aroa. Yeah. I want to thank you for being here. O'Connor. Man, there was this super cool story about like a Google developer talking about an AI gaining sentience, and we just don't have the time to talk about it. I'm sorry. And we'll it's be back. Fine. We'll be back next week. There's more showcases this, this upcoming week to talk about. So that'll be fun. Goodbye. Oh, my voice. <laughs>